Have you ever subscribed to something that cost you more than you expected it would? When I was uh, in college, I was a scrub. In the sense of style, I was as scrubby as they came. And um, when I left college, uh, I, I worked at a church and they wouldn't let me wear jorts anymore, which I didn't see the problem behind it, but they saw some sort of problem behind it. But still to this day, I'm like, this doesn't add up. I'm working with kids. Why can't I wear jorts? And they're like, you know what? You know, if you run into their parents, they, you know, don't trust you with anything because you're wearing jorts. And so anyways, you know, they weren't just jorts. They were pants that I made into jorts, which makes it even better and uh, means nothing to you, but everything to me. And so, um, so at this point in life, I decide that I'm going to subscribe to this, this kind of uh, catalog style thing. You've, you've seen it on Facebook. It's all over Facebook, like all these different ways that you can have clothes sent to you at all these different like costs, whatever. And so I found a steal and I was like, this is awesome. Here's a steal. I'm going to subscribe to it. So I subscribed to the steal. And then like two months later, I checked my bank account and it was a lie. They had fooled me. It was no steal at all. It ended up costing me so much more than I expected. One phone call fixed it all. Um, and so, uh, it, but for whatever reason, it costs more than I expected it to be. Really, I think it was just a scam. Um, but there's these things in life that we subscribe to that end up costing us more than we expected. Um, around New Year's, a, a few years ago, there was this Wall Street Journal article that came out uh, about this guy named Michael. And Michael was this, this tech entrepreneur who had subscribed to a meditation app. For those that don't know what a meditation app is, you just need to know there's all sorts of different meditation apps. And this particular one, you subscribe to it. And every day you have to meditate for an hour with the app. And if you don't, there's a penalty. There was a cost. Okay, and so this guy downloads the app. He's like, new year, new me, right? Yeah, I'm gonna meditate like every day. Here we go. And so this young tech entrepreneur named Michael uh, subscribes to this app. And over time, he, he just kind of keeps not doing it. And over the course of time, uh, it cost him about $800, um, which is kind of interesting because one, he could have just like, taken out his phone, started the app and walked away, right? Like, let's just admit that at least he was being honest with the fact that he wasn't meditating every day. But that subscription cost him more than he ever would have expected. And he even says he felt so much shame from this inability to practice mindfulness and meditation every day. And he said he, he, he couldn't not pay the, pay the cost. He's like, it was kind of, it's weird to admit, but it was kind of cathartic. I've paid for my screw up, literally. He subscribed to something, it cost him so much more than he expected. And so tonight we're gonna simply look at something very quickly. And it's the cost of following Jesus. We're gonna look in uh, Luke, which I just read for you, Luke 14, verses 25, all the way to 33 is where we're gonna be. And the reason why I think we need to look at this is because we have um, rightly elevated the free gift of grace that comes to the person of Jesus Christ. Amen. Y'all can be responsive. I promise it's not a big deal. Amen. There's a free gift that comes with, with the grace of Jesus Christ. That's a free gift. And we, we rightly elevate that free gift because of what Jesus has done for us. We can receive that. We can have relationship with God himself because of that. That is a free gift that we receive. But there's another, another side to this. And I think Jesus is going to show us 
what it costs to follow him, although you can receive him freely and there's grace for all sin and there's grace for all your shortcomings and all these different things. And that is a free gift of grace. Jesus is also going to just clarify, hey, this is what it costs to follow me. And your journey and as you follow me, as you receive this grace, this is what it's going to look like. And so what we're going to see tonight is that it costs our family, ourself, and everything to follow Jesus. And then we're going to ask the question, or we're simply going to say, should we consider the cost? And in Luke 14, what you need to know is there's this, this crowd gathering around Jesus again. And he kind of has this moment where he's like, hey, I just want y'all to know, y'all can keep following me to Jerusalem, but this is what it's going to look like moving forward. I don't want you to be surprised when we get to Jerusalem and, and all these things are going to change when I die on a cross. Like, I want you to know this is what it's going to look like. And what I love about this is we have this in our modern day today. These conversations with one another, they're called DTR. Anybody know what a DTR is? Only the cool kids. Okay, so here's the deal. DTRs are this incredible social phenomenon that have been created by us, which is amazing. And there are these moments where you're like spending some extra time with another person or a group of people and you start spending more and more time with just one person and you're like, what is this? I don't know. Maybe we should clarify what this is, right? And so you get to this moment where you have this, this defining the relationship conversation. And in fact, one of my buddies called me like two weeks ago and he's like, all right, bro, it's time. I'm like, okay, time for what? Um, and he's like, you know, it's time for the DTR. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm like, tell me what you want to say, what you're going to say, what you're going to do, you know, what you shouldn't say, all these different things. And so we're talking about this. And he's like, well, I think I can clarify, like, this is what's going to change. Like, this is the way we've been spending time. And this is the way it's going to look different. But then there's also certain things that are going to look the same, right? And so he's going to clarify this conversation. And really, this is a pivotal moment. Her response is essential. Okay, we know this because then it, if, if she isn't on board with going in a different direction, not just being friends, but becoming, you know, uh, uh, what is that? Dating or relationship, uh, being in a relationship, having a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever you want to call it, you know. Uh, and so if she responds in a way where she's like, you know what? I don't really see it this way. I don't see eye to eye with you. And you know, that's what's so sad is that that's, they don't really talk about that, but that's, you thought you were going to define the relationship, but all you were really doing was defining the friendship, right? Like that's a, a moment none of us want to be in. And there's no like DTF, although never mind, never mind. That's beside the point. Um, that was unintentional. That was sincerely unintentional. And so uh, <laughs> we're going to move on. And so here's the deal. Jesus is having this moment where he's like, hey, you can keep following me, but this is what it's going to look like. Quit laughing. <laughs> he's like, hey, you can keep following me, but this is what it's going to look like. And we have a response. Like we can, you know, Jesus can just be our buddy old pal or we can, we can see from God's word. He's like, no, it's going to cost you some things. And so Jesus is having this, this discussion. He's like, hey, if you want to be my disciple, this is what it's going to look like. I want to define disciple for you before we jump into the text. I want you to know the disciple is a learner. It's someone who attaches themselves to someone else to learn a skill or trade. And so we find ourselves in verse 25. Let's go first there. It says this. 
Now great crowds accompanied him. Again, people are like, all right, let's follow Jesus. This is where he's going. And he turned to them and he said, he's like, I'm gonna define this. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. He's like, yeah, you, you guys can keep following me, but you have to hate your family compared to this. And hate would, this, this, this word that Jesus used, hate, is this Semitic term for loving less. We know that Jesus isn't telling all of us to go hate our family. That would actually go against the law, which is to honor your father and your mother. And so it's this expression for loving your family less than you love God, which brings us to the first point tonight, which is what does it cost to follow Jesus? It costs your family. Cost your family. You have to love God more than your entire family. That's what surrendering your family looks like. And honestly, for some of you, they're like, that's easy. Done. <laughs> Doesn't matter at all. But for others, you know, sometimes your, your parents don't want you to be an elementary education major when you really feel called to be an education major to care for kids and lead in this way and your parents are like I don't want to pay for it in that sort of way and so there's this tension of like well I feel like obedience might be this but obedience looks like this and I I lived this tension not long ago Uh, a a while back I was speaking somewhere and uh, I get this I get this email from a mom and this is the email you never want to get as a communicator and so this email was like you know what did you tell my son Blah, blah 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 he wants to be a missionary can you call me? I'm like, of course I can call you. So immediately, I actually got the email, like, like almost the minute it came in, I called her immediately and I just said, hey, like your son wants to be a missionary. I'm, you know, what, what would you like to talk about? And she's like, can you tell me how you might've, you know, convinced my son to be a missionary in your talk? And I told, I told her, I said, I, I'm with all due respect, I don't think I told him or at any point did I tell anyone to go be a missionary. Um, that was, it wasn't missions night, you know, that kind of deal. And so uh, sincerely, I, there was no mention of the word missions. You can ask my team. And, and so we're like, I'm processing with her and she's like, I, you know, we're, we're, I'm just experiencing this tension of what it would be like to be one of you and for your parents to be like, no, that's tough. Or maybe even worse, you're, you're a Christian and or you become a Christian and your parents are like, we don't want to have anything to do with that Christianity thing. So you're disowned. And that's pretty harsh. And Jesus starts off the bat, like that's the first thing. He's like, you want to follow me? Let's define this relationship. Leave your family. Let's keep going and see what else he says. Verse 26. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. So the second thing that it costs us to follow Jesus is ourselves. Costs us ourselves. He's like, you pretty much need to hate your own life compared to the way that you love me. And then he goes on to say, whoever does not bear his own cross and then come after me, cannot be my disciple. 
And Jesus, Jesus is saying a lot right here. And I just want to sit here for just a moment because I think we hear this like, all right, bear your cross. Like I'm going to just throw it over my shoulder like a knapsack and just bear it everywhere we go. Here we go. That's what we kind of think of when we think of bearing our cross. It's just this like nifty little thing that we throw over our shoulder. And, and the, what was really going on here is that Jesus is like, hey, I want you to surrender your reputation. I want you to pick up the most humiliating thing in the time, in that time, which was the cross. The Roman crucifixion was the most embarrassing way to die, only meant for the total criminals and losers and and all of that you can think of. These are not the people you would necessarily choose to hang out with. They wouldn't be your first choice. And he's like, yeah, go go do the most humility, uh, grab the most humiliating thing that exists and just go ahead and pick that thing up every day. And for us, we're like, yeah, pick up your cross, like not a big deal. It'd be like, it'd be like me saying, hey, all right, guys, everyone just pick up your electric chair every day. We're just going to walk around with this thing everywhere we go. We're going to just, we're going to stay tight. But we're like, yeah, bear your cross every day. We think it's like a cool thing or it's a lighthearted thing. I'm like, it really is an incredible picture of giving up all of self. And all of us are like, yeah, yeah, Jesus, yeah, and Jesus bared the cross for us, right? What, we need to understand that at this time in where this was written, this was insane because Jesus hadn't died on a cross yet. So some of us actually think picking up our cross daily is like a good thing because Jesus died on a cross. But the reality is for the average follower, myself included and you, if we, if we were there, we would have been like, that sounds really, really weird. Why would he ever say something like that? That doesn't even make sense. So what does it cost to follow Jesus? It costs ourself. In verse 33. In summary, the end of the passage, he says, So therefore, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. What does it cost to follow Jesus? everything. It's like family. For some of us, we're like, yeah, that, that's okay. I can give a family self and reputation and humiliation. Not as much. And then he's like, you know what? Everything you have, give it up. If you want to follow me, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. It doesn't sound like there's like, we can, you know, meet halfway with Jesus in any sort of way. He's like, nope, everything, just want to clarify so you guys don't have to keep following me. This is what you're getting yourself into. Later on, we, we see in the, in the parable of the rich young ruler, the rich young ruler is like, look at all I've done. What else do I need to follow you? And, and Jesus is like, yeah, you just have to give away your possessions. And I'm not saying possessions is what all of us are holding on to, but there might be something that all of us are holding on to. And Jesus is saying, yeah, you got to let that go. That's what it costs to follow me. I was meeting with our team about this passage and we were talking about the things that it costs us. And I want to read you some of the things they said. They said, it costs me money to follow Jesus. I don't make as much money. I have to give money away. I have to be generous. It costs me the sin. Cost me some sin, pornography. I, 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 I have to give up pornography because I'm in relationship with Jesus. I have to give up, uh, I, I've thought about how I have to give up relationships, friendships. 
ambition for self, that, you know, wrong ambition is something that we had, that one of uh, the guys on our team had to give up or comfort, freedom to plan your own life. You're not in charge anymore. Substances can't be controlled by anything. We have the freedom, but not all things are helpful. The weekends, some of us have to give up weekends, Friday nights, sex outside of marriage, security and savings, life. What does it cost to follow? Jesus costs everything. Our possessions are no longer meant to possess us. So in summary, what does it cost to follow Jesus? Everything. Let's just take a step back and I just want you to think about it for a second. Following Christ will at least cost you something, correct? That's what we see. I say it's everything, but following Christ will cost you something. But here's here's the flip side of this coin. Not following Christ will cost you everything. And here's what I mean by that. Some of you are like, I got to give up myself and my possessions and my family and all these different things. I have to let go of the things I'm holding on to. I, I don't know if I can do this. I, I want you to know there's a flip side to this coin where, where if we aren't in Christ and we aren't following Christ and we don't have him, here's the reality. We don't have life. If he really is who he says he is, the way, the truth, and the life. And some of you are like, well, but that doesn't necessarily add up. There's still like, you know, circumstances that are challenging and suffering and all these different things. I'm not telling you life is going to get super easy if you follow Jesus. I'm telling you that you have hope in spite of circumstances. You have peace in spite of the chaos of your life right now. You have a person to turn to. You'll never be lonely again when you have the person of Christ. You're never meant to be lonely. Christians shouldn't be a lonely people. These are the things that you miss out on for those that don't have Christ. So we look at this and we're like, what does it cost to follow Jesus? Everything, that's crazy. No, 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 there's a far crazier thing and it's that it will cost you everything not to follow him. So many of us need to put down our comfort and pick up our cross. You go, that's insane. What you're asking us to do right now, the, what we're clarifying for those that are followers of Jesus, this DTR is insane. And the only reason that we can look at this and not think it's totally insane is because it costs Jesus everything. He did this on our behalf. His family was outside the temple and they were like, well, somebody go get Jesus. He's a little bit crazy right now. We're not sure what's gotten into him. He gave up himself on a cross. He gave up possessions when the devil offered him everything as he was being tempted in the wilderness. This is only possible because of Christ's example. That's what we look to. Verse 28, for which of you desiring to build the tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Verse 28, sit down and count the cost. That's the application tonight. We need to all leave here and consider the cost. 
And I want you to know that we consider this cost, this cost of everything, this cost that it, of everything for you and for me. That's what it costs us to follow him. I want you to know that we consider the cost by considering the cross. Simply. Most of us haven't considered the cost. Some of us know the cost, but we're not willing to surrender in that way yet. But I want you to know, you can never give up your family unless you consider the cost and the cross. You can never give up yourself unless you first consider how Christ has given up himself on the cross. You can't give up everything unless you consider the cost, that which Jesus paid on the cross. It's this very thing. This considering the cost, what it cost Jesus that's going to allow us to give up everything. When we rightly understand how sweet and how good that free gift is, is when we rightfully let go of everything and we follow him. Some of us need to know that I'm not telling you to go give up things. You're like, wait, isn't that what you just said? Yeah. I'm not telling you to go give up things. I'm going, I'm asking you to look at the person of Jesus, see what he has given up on our behalf, and then consider what that looks like for you and for me. Because you're never gonna give up your life unless you have a right view of the person of Jesus Christ. And so some of you, your application tonight as you consider the cost is just to keep seeking Christ. And over time, what you'll realize is that he's worthy of all of your possessions. He's worthy of all of your reputation. He is worthy of giving up and following him instead of family and whatever that looks like. He is worthy in that way. And I just want you to know, not all of you are there yet. And and so continue to seek You're like, man, I want to know that he's worthy. And here's what I mean by worthy. If you got a phone call from President Livingstone and she was like, all right, I need you to meet me every morning for an hour. And this is what it's gonna look like. And this is the task at hand that I need us to accomplish. You'd be like, yes, ma'am, whatever it takes for the university, right? Like that's what we would do. And we'd quickly save that number because it'd be so cool, right? It's funny that we, we know what worthy is. Like we make time for things that are worthy. And so I don't think all of us understand that Jesus has given up himself, his family, and everything he has for you and for me. And that's what shows us that he's worthy to be followed and he's worthy to surrender to. Because here's the reality. Remember that cost, that thing that that I mentioned about subscribing to at the beginning? I think most of us think this whole Christianity thing is a subscription. Here's what I mean. I get this Baylor Magazine subscription for being an alumna or alumnus, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I receive this magazine and on occasion I read it when I, when I like what I see on the cover. And on occasion, sometimes I'll put it on, you know, 
my coffee table so that people know, you know, I graduated from college. There you go. And sometimes, sometimes I know that people are coming into town that hate Baylor or, you know, are always talking mess and beef. So I'm like, you know what, I'll just put this in my room. And so there's different times that I, I treat in different ways that I treat this magazine, this subscription. And you all know this. And maybe at the very least you get emails that you're subscribed to and you only read them if there's like a huge sale, right? And if it's just like an average day, like it never says average day, right? It's always trying to get your attention with something. And if, if, if you don't like it, you're like, nah, next archive. Also, what's the archive? We'll find out in heaven. Who knows? But I don't know where those emails are going. (laughs) But we're just subscribing. We're like, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I'll go to vertical. This sounds good. But if it's something that's too radical, we're like, whoop, nope, I'm out. I don't want to do that. Or whenever we get around certain people, we're like, oh, got to act cool, you know, curse a little bit. So they think, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm not, I'm not a loser Christian. All these different things. We're just subscribed to this thing called Christianity. And what I think Jesus is trying to show us is that we're meant to surrender to him. And so I want you to think for yourselves. And, and even this is convicting to me. There are moments where I'm just acting like this is something to subscribe to. But Jesus, he's like, I'm gonna clarify for you guys what it looks like to follow me. So what does it cost to follow Jesus? Everything. But don't forget what it costs Jesus. Everything. And the way this plays out, as we look and as we finish this new year, knew you, I'd venture to say that I just want all of us to realize when it comes to following Jesus, we're meant to have a new normal. The cost is insane. Jesus, that's what it cost. And so I I want you to just sit for a moment and I want you to erase your view of Christianity. Like, don't, what, what do you think of when you think of Christianity? Prayer, Bible studies, community, baptismals, churches, buildings, all these things. I want you to just, I want you to try just for a second to just be like, okay, let's, let's erase. Let's restart. The minimum requirements is that we follow him. The minimum requirements to following him is to give up everything. So when it comes to prayer, we read Ephesians 1 differently when Paul's like, I consider you constantly in my prayers. And we're like, oh, okay, we're supposed to pray through the day. It's not just this thing that we do when we break bread or whatever, or when something really bad happens. Prayer isn't just that. Or when it comes to scripture and God's word, we think of Psalm 1 and it it talks about how we're meant to meditate on his word day and night. And we're like, wow, that's, that's amazing. Like that, that should be the way we live. And, and then when we, think about, when we think about church or giving or community or all these different things, we read Acts 2 and we're like, they were, they were gathering together in fellowship and they were in awe of what God was doing and they were, they were sharing with one another in possessions and all these different things. And then it goes on to say they were doing this day by day. We're like, whoa, this is insane. 
this, this whole following Jesus thing, this is like a day-by-day thing that we're picking up this thing and it, it looks insane to the people around us, but it just is, that's what it is. And the reason why we can do it is because because of Jesus. And so my hope tonight is that you and I would get a little glimpse of the fact that he did all of this on our behalf so that we could have the free gift of life through him. And it cost him everything. And that's why it's okay for it to cost us everything. Let's pray. Father, surrender probably looks different for all of us tonight. Whatever we're holding on to, whatever's keeping us from following you fully in that way. And so Lord, I pray that you would bring those things to mind to all of us through the power of your spirit. Would you bring those things to mind in this time of response? Father, we ask that you would help us to live differently because we know you rightly. We know what you have done for us and that changes everything about our lives. It gives us a new normal. Lord, thank you for dying for us on the cross, resurrecting from the dead so that we can have life. Lord, we love you and we thank you for all you've done. We pray all this in your son Jesus' name. Amen.